0: When it comes to discussing our bodies, we often get a little uncomfortable. Women's health issues are often seen as off-limits, taboo topics we just don't talk about. It's time for that to change. Let's talk. Welcome to the Brave Mama podcast, where we are going to do exactly that, discuss everything from periods to pregnancy, motherhood to menopause. No topic is off-limits. Join Stephanie Thompson, the brave mama and author of The Day My Vagina Broke, as she asks other brave women about their personal health challenges and triumphs. You will learn, laugh and cry as Stephanie finds out everything you wanted to know but were too afraid or embarrassed to ask. So grab a cuppa and enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Lowdown with Brave Mama. It is Steph Thompson, your host here. And if you can hear... A little giggle in my voice right now it is because I have just been spending the last 10 minutes in Instagram watching the very funny reels of our guest today but it didn't always start this way I think it was about six months ago or so I saw this reel on Instagram and it was a mum holding a little baby like a fresh little baby and she was crying Instantly, that video had me drawn in because I thought, oh, what's happened? What's going on? Basically, it opened my eyes to something I knew existed, but opened my eyes and my heart in a very, very different way. Today on the show, we have invited Brooke to share not only her journey to motherhood, but that same journey for her husband, her child, and her child's birth family. Today, we are talking about adoption. I know by the end of this episode... You will feel inspired, your heart will open, and I'm also hoping that by listening to this amazing story that you will be able to sit and reflect and think about how we talk and how we respond to different journeys to motherhood. This is a really special one today, and just before we get into this chat with Brooke, I want to dedicate this episode in particular to a very special friend of mine, you and your family are amazing and beautiful, this episode is for you. Hi, Brooke. I cannot tell you how much we've been looking forward to this today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I mean, we've been talking about this for months. So yeah, I'm glad to be here.
0: beautiful now your journey to motherhood is a little bit different to some of our mamas in our group yeah. but i also know it's going to resonate as well so it's really really yeah. important but first of all we want to start with finding out who was brooke before becoming a mum.
1: who was i oh man <laughs> he's only eight months old but i'm like it's like, I am a totally different person. I have been doing hair. I've been a hairstylist for about eight years. So that was like my main thing out of school. I went straight into being a hairstylist. I was working in the salon and doing weddings, wedding okay. kind of makeup. And then I met my husband about that was seven ish years ago. Mm-hmm. And So we dated for a couple of years and i don't know like i just really like to travel i love just like going to church being involved in our church community and yeah yeah, i just love hanging out with my friends and going for coffee going to the beach all the normal things that was pre-baby um (laughs) obviously uh things are a little different or we just have a
0: little one tagging along with us now but definitely so at some point you and your husband decided that Well, you got married obviously Yes. after dating (laughs) Yeah. and then at some point you decided you wanted to become parents and what was that? What were those discussions like for you?
1: Yeah. So for our story, I have always known that I wouldn't be able to birth children. I just know from a young age, because my parents found out when I had a surgery at a young age and the doctors just realized like, Hey, this is probably not going to be something she's able to do. And so. I've known for as long as I can remember my parents, they kind of wove adoption into just like children's books. And when we, instead of just like bringing me a doll, it was like, we're adopting a cabbage patch kid, you know, um, yes. so it was just something I always knew. So then when we started dating, I made sure Isaac knew right away. I mean, literally the day he asked me to be his girlfriend, I was like, Hey, I have some big news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this could affect our whole lives you know so here we go and kind of just dropped that ball on him and he was great he was super understanding um, and just gracious and i mean i think god had just kind of kept his mind open um, mm-hmm. he was like i've never really thought about how i would have children i just assumed i would have children yeah um, great how old were you guys at this point right because you, yeah. you still look very, quite young compared right. to us <laughs> right yeah at that point so he's a couple years older than me he's He's about seven years older than me. So he was about 25 when we started dating. I would have been 18 when we started dating. So yeah, definitely yeah. young to be having Still conversations babies. like that. Right. But I was just never one to date just for fun and like, yeah. you know, just yeah, dating did. around and stuff. Yeah. And so whenever we were like, okay, we we had been talking and hanging out for a while and it kind of got to the point of like, okay, we're, we're, we're wanting to like start dating and stuff. Like that was... Definitely marriage was in the background for me, of course. and I knew, like, why would I waste my time dating you if you don't know this big thing about me? That's literally like a deal breaker. You know? Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. We talked about it pretty early on. So instead of it being like a lot of people's stories with infertility or mm-hmm. adoption or these things are, you know, they get into marriage a couple of years, they try to grow their family and, and then discover. they find out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a lot of friends that have walked that road too, but our road was a little different because we did know earlier for us going into marriage, we kind of knew, well, adoption is going to be on the horizon, but adoption Mm -hmm. is definitely something you have to pursue. And it's not just going to fall in your lap. Typically, you know, there's paperwork. There's actually like seeking out. Do you want to do an agency? Do you want to do foster care? Do you want to, um, do you want to like go the private route and try to find your mm-hmm. own um maybe expectant mom things like that and so sure. so yeah there was just a lot of that and it was actually funny because when we came to Australia this is like kind of coming full circle because I when it. we came to Australia we were there alone you know just like hanging out As and a couple. going all over the country just just the two of us and we had been married almost three years at that point and we were okay. like I don't know. I just feel like I caught baby fever on that trip. Oh. Like I, I, I'm not kidding. I had never, I love babies, but I had never been like, I need a baby. And then yes. it was like, it was that trip. And I, I don't know what it was, but it did spark it. there. probably just having three weeks alone and just, you know, away from life and able to like, Think. where are we going and what yeah. are we doing? And you know, what's like, yeah. Um, kind of re- refresh and reset and so we came home and it was just a couple months later we actually announced our adoption journey so wow
0: can i just go back i just want to commend you both on the level of maturity it would have taken and bravery for you as an 18 year old young woman to start that conversation with isaac yeah yeah i don't know if anyone's ever told you that but you just gave me goosebumps
1: (laughs) For real, Well, I have always um, been told, what is that saying? It's like, I was born at an old age, an old soul, you know, like old soul. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You've
0: been um, here before.
1: All of my friends and all like, even Isaac, you know, he's older than me. All of my friends have always just kind of been older than me. So definitely an old soul. And um, so I appreciate that though. Like yeah. that's sweet.
0: And for him to take that in and. Pretty yes much, that was huge did you think it i know it's probably too hard to know at the time but looking back do you think that or i don't know if you've ever ever asked him was it a hurdle for him at all i mean it doesn't seem like it was right. but i'm pretty sure there would have been a, a thinking point like yeah. oh okay all right yeah
1: yeah no um we've talked about it a lot and in sharing our adoption journey it's kind of come up a couple times of just like that, how our story played out sure and um He has said, like, truly, he, it's not that it wasn't a hesitation. It Mm -hmm. was just like, he says, as soon as he met me, it was one of those, like, he knew there was something different. And he knew really early on, like, I want to marry her um, before I even knew. And like, I mean, I think. I was just like, if I'm going to date you, you need to be marryable. you know, yes. like, you need to be, I'm not here to marry a... you. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of what my thinking was, but he was like, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and so, um, whenever I mentioned it, I mean, he, I think it, it just really caused us to like get deep quicker and talk about, mm-hmm. you know, like the real stuff. Just, yeah. The real stuff. Like, yeah. so that helped us. Um, just from the get-go, but I don't think he said that he would have a hesitation. Like, he just, I'm sure he was like, oh, but that's he, different." he is, yeah, he has also said, like, he truly did not process what his family would look like. Like, I remember his brothers, or even, I mean, all my friends, they were all, like, picturing what their lives would look like. Of course. Um, or, you know, you pictured like, you're going to have a lot of kids, like, you just mm-hmm. assume. And he was like, I just never really thought about it. I just assumed maybe I would have kids one day. That was pretty much it. And so I'm like, all I can think is that the Lord just kept him from creating a bunch of dreams that wouldn't be able to come true if he were to marry me, you know? That Um, that makes sense. And I think that was nice. Yeah, I think that was perfect.
0: So just it to be, you know? Letting him have that open mind. Yes. Because you do get very closed mind when you're fixated on the dream. Yeah, And I love that your parents also helped you as you grew up to realize that, like not painting any false pictures for you right or oh, maybe one day you could try ivf or maybe one it was right. just always going to be this is yeah. your path brooke and yeah and i'm sure that they gave it with love and support yes. the entire way because yeah i mean look i've been watching your stories for so, quite some time and it's just so much love involved <laughs> yeah in yeah. everything that you guys do so uh I, I do know from my little bit of experience adoption is not an easy process right and I'm sure you and Isaac have both had many highs and many lows yeah I would like you to share with us a little bit about the beginning of the journey for you what what do you do first what do you even do If someone's listening right now and they would like to become a parent and I'm sure every country might be slightly different yeah but what is the first step okay so
1: does Australia have foster care
0: We do. That's where I used to work in child protection. That's why I know a little, a little bit about this, but I have never gone through the process. So I want to hear it from you.
1: Right. Yeah. I was just curious because that is now on the back end of adoption. That is one of my first recommendations to someone not, not go seek foster care out, not do foster care, but take a foster care class in the U S these classes are free. I'm not sure if it's the same there, but, um, Yeah. So, so it's free, it's free education. And I think it was a huge benefit to us. So we, we got about a year into our journey and then decided maybe we should just look into foster care. We have a lot of friends that have done it. We just had a lot of influence through our church and everything. So we signed up just to take the class. And Mm -hmm. this was actually like, oh, we started classes around the same time that we ended up matching with oh. my son's birth mom, OK, OK, but so we started foster care classes before that. Sure. We're like going through them and there's just so much education on birth family relationships. There's so much education on. I mean, how do we parent a child that might have this issue or this issue or this attachment problem or just trauma yes. like adoption, even in the best scenario is a loss. It is a trauma. Um, because that baby or that child spends nine months with someone that then they're disconnected from. So it's just a natural trauma. And you may not even see those issues, really. Some people never have issues with it. I've heard many, many adoptees that never have issues. They love their adoptive families. They have a great life. They never feel like they're missing anything. And then I've heard the opposite. Um, I've even heard people with one sibling feels it and another adopted. Like an, adopt- sibling, an adopted oh, sibling, two adopted siblings. You the see same
0: family. Yeah, yes. same
1: family. And one how- has a different experience than the other because we're all just different people. Um, but I think foster care classes just really educated us on what could be and like prepared us as parents. Good. Um, I almost feel like everyone should take one before <laughs> their parents in general because there was so much good information. Um, so I really like to recommend that if people mm-hmm. are like, where do we start? I just feel like it kind of opens your heart to things that maybe you wouldn't think of when it comes Correct. to adoption. Because I think movies and just you, most people only hear the end result of adoption. And most mm. people won't share the hard parts or like their journey of it. Okay. Um, and so I feel like there can be this stigma that adoption is all rainbows and butterflies unless you've had a bad experience in some sort of adoption or you have you know you've heard of a bad thing right yes but but the general public i think they feel like it's just all rainbows and butterflies and
0: no family
1: is like that adoption or not right like no family is all rainbows and butterflies
0: (laughs) no and i think that's part of the um when they paint that picture of positivity all the time, yes. and that's all you get. That's not the reality. for, Like you yeah. said, for any of us. Yeah. Ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I, um, I love being happy and I love being bubbly, but I, deep down I'm a realist. And so when I went into adoption, I had seen two friends that had relatively easy adoption journeys as far as, I mean, it's never gonna be easy or like, you know, there's a lot involved yes but theirs were relatively quick there was like no disruptions as in like okay. once they matched with a birth mom that birth mom is the stated. Like, yes they didn't have any disruptions in their stories that kind of thing and so it painted this picture for me just really close up of like oh well that's exactly how it's gonna go for us we're going to start our adoption journey we're a nice young couple, we're happy, we're, you know, we would be a great home. And um, kind of painted that for me, that mm-hmm. it would just be easy. And so in that's why I share the hard stuff because I wish I would have known going in, there's some real stuff to it and that and it can go this way or it can go that way. Yeah. I think I would have appreciated knowing it might not be sunshine and rainbows, you know? Um, and so that's why I share the hard stuff about our journey. After I say, like, I recommend you do take you the class class. Yeah. For us in the U.S., it's kind of like. Maybe do a little research on whether you want to do an agency adoption. Okay. If you want to go out of state, these are just questions you probably need to ask yourself. Are you willing to go out of your state? Are you willing to look at your preferences? Because whenever you go to an agency, they're going to probably give you a piece of paper and you have to write like. What you're okay with? Um, okay. A, what type of child are you okay adopting? Which I think most people are really put off by. They're like, whoa, whoa! You don't think about it, but no. that is a part of it. They want you to say, like, are you okay with this race and this race and this race? And they want you to wow. say, are you okay with this gender and this gender? And they want you to say, are you okay with, was their drug use? As okay. I mean, if you know there is a disability are you okay with that like all kinds of things i mean it is the most detailed paperwork and i don't think most people realize that that goes into adoption it's definitely I'm, not you just walk up to a place and go like we want to adopt and then the next yeah. baby that comes there is yours it is. you know
0: <laughs> can, I, can i jump in there and say because yeah. and i think that it's a natural thing to think because as women who are pregnant and birth a baby yeah, they, there is no choice in terms right. of ability or um, yeah. you know additional needs or anything like that. So yeah, the fact that they are trying to match you best, I'm yeah. assuming. and Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's to ensure longevity and success for that child, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: and I think I think that's a good point. In like you know you have a child, you don't know like what it's mm. going to be, and we got to a place where we felt like like we kind of opened our hands to the lord and we were like you know whatever just like as if we were pregnant you know whatever it is we will take it you know Uh, but there are some people that oh i mean and it can be for like i mean very good reasons as in like their finances or their time sure they could not like knowingly adopted very heavy special needs right like you know and that's yes. just if it if it comes to you if it was if it was like you you birth this baby and like you make it work right you I think you just do what you got to do um yes. but i think when you have to like face it on the front end it is really hard and you have to do a lot of like self-reflection of like, yes yes you know
0: i was um, gonna say that i think it's 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 very complex and very layered that you and I couldn't answer that for people who have to go through that because it's a personal complicated thing. It's not easy, but I'm pretty sure people would get the whole criticism and judgment. Even I just know, you just know we're human kind of like, you should just be grateful and get what you get. Right, okay. right. No, exactly. And you also have to choose, are you
1: okay with an open adoption? Are you okay with a closed adoption? Things like, what are your, there's so many questions. And then it goes from, if you go from like with an agency, they're gonna ask you all those questions. Yes. If you go on your own, which is what we did in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, you have to really educate yourself. You have to do all of wow. the educating yourself.
0: Um, and which is
1: why yeah which is why i recommend the foster care classes because a lot of knowledge it's just a lot of free knowledge to be honest so we did do the private route and just use social media and we just shared our story Okay. Um, and we're like, Hey, you know, we, this is our story. This is who we are. If you happen to be expecting and looking for a family, and this is a route you're trying to choose, like reach out to us and see maybe if we'd be a fit for you. And it was very, just like, we put ourselves out there and we just waited and our community just shared and shared. And so in our story, we did match with a mama that way, um, okay. it was a, she was expecting. And so it was about two months of walking that road with her. and we went to the hospital and we went and it was a baby girl and we took the baby girl home and four days later mom decided that she wanted to parent and that is well within her right like every state is different and every you know it's all going to be different but in our state where we live um the mom has she signs papers at the hospital okay and then she has seven days to revoke those papers and so that's what happened it was four days in and she decided she wanted a parent and um wow obviously really hard and really like an awful thing at the time um of
0: course of course and that was about
1: i mean that was like almost a year ago at this point and okay. or no it was over a year ago over a year ago at this point so now i'm like i've looked back a lot i know that she's happy and mm-hmm. healthy and safe and that they are doing well. And okay. birth mom is like with birth dad. And like, they're just this happy little family. And wow. And so for whatever reason we were interwoven in that story and she, that little baby, baby. girl, we named her, we named her Highland at the time. And she has just held such a special place in our heart and our story and really like changed us so much, even though really? we only, four days yeah four days but just like the i mean walking through the grief of it you know like walking through realizing like we had no idea that was the hard that i was mentioning like i had no idea that was even a thing because i had never seen anyone yeah it was for sure the lowest point of Of our journey it was we walked through the valley for a while
0: after that Um, of course did you remain in contact with the birth mom at all yeah somewhat um, okay. that it was kind of awkward. <laughs> I that mean, would be really hard for you. you I know? can imagine because yeah. You're...
1: And I know she felt really bad and, and it was just, it was hard, but we have like connected sense and like, like everything is good and she is happy. And that's all that matters to us because, because God had a big, he had a different plan for us. And while at the time we were like,
0: Dempst. we were like,
1: what, this is like, this was this was our baby this is our baby girl like we had prepped for it we thought we were done you know of course and it just wasn't actually our story and i've learned so much through that and just like grown so much through that so
0: okay Brooke, did you have hard, did you have someone in that time from oh no you did that one privately i was going to say did you have an external support i mean obviously isaac was there and he was he was also going through that grief and loss and trauma yeah was there someone there to really support you who had maybe been through this or knew how to support you rather than just saying oh hug you i'm really sorry because that's not going to cut it right? right right
1: um i can't say that we had someone that was like Wow. Yes, I've been through that, but we did have a big support system that just loved on us and like sure. really was there for us. Okay, um, And looking back, I'm like, we probably both should have gone to counseling right then we didn't, we just, by the grace of God, we made it through and we did grow and we had a lot of like love. And I will say through sharing it, because that we did not share up until that point that. Gosh. On social media, we didn't share about okay. matching with that mom. Yeah. Um, and so once it fell through, mm. we did share. And yeah. just because, like, we knew our people are gonna know. Like we're but this is a huge it's thing. No secret. We're grieving a huge loss, you know, and it felt like we were grieving like a living person. It was crazy. Of course. I've never experienced anything like it. And so we were like, we're gonna share and just ask for prayer. We asked for like people to just understand and hang with us during that time. I mean, people just really showed up in so many ways, but also, I mean, it did connect me to people who had had like disruptions. And And is
0: is that the official term a disruption to adoption? Is that what what it's um, called? So
1: disruption is just any time a plan is disrupted, right? Okay. And then we call that one a failed adoption because it was like, a lot of people would just still say disruption, but we say that one was a failed adoption because like it failed,
0: right? Like it was, it you know, didn't result. Um, in, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But
1: yeah, disruption would probably be the general term for all of, all of them. Even if it comes to like, mom, baby chooses you and then just decides before baby, or it's been like a day, you know, she could just yes. think, wait, no, I decided I'm going to parent anything like that. That
0: would just be a disruption as well. So. And did you have any type of hurdles or rules around sharing the journey in particular, the baby girl, on social media? Is that all part of the the rules, I guess, in adoption? Did we have, were we so not like, supposed to? Like, yes. Sorry. Yes. Like, are you allowed to share pictures and things in adoption or is it different if it's a closed adoption or open adoption, which I would love for you to explain for us because I'm, Yes. The I am definitely I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. So as far as rules, not really like we could have shared hey we matched you know a lot of times these questions come down to what is the birth mom okay with because in all honesty she is in a very like it needs to be her decision and what she's comfortable with over what the adoptive family is comfortable with in almost all the all the ways you know like in my opinion i think we need to like follow her lead and that's what we've done with every birth mom that we have been in contact with, we have talked to many, especially during our time doing it private oh. and just like connecting with them. And it wouldn't yes. be, you know, some were just a few messages and some were like, one, I actually like talked with and she was due right after our son. And I was going to take them both, like totally okay. different moms, one through an agency, one through, like, I was just, I would not say no. Um, yeah. If a mom reached out to me today, I would likely not say no, you know, that's just <laughs> who I am. And so... <laughs> um so we had talked to her she ended up deciding to parent but it was a very like she just explained that to us mm-hmm. uh, a lot of moms once they decided that they just stopped contacting it's too on. hard
0: it's probably yeah, too yeah, hard right
1: yeah yeah they probably feel bad or awkward or whatever it's a weird situation so right, like yeah confused and there is a lot of benefit to having like an attorney or adoption agency as like okay. a middleman because that's a safer place for them then knowing they're already talking to, you know, the, an adoptive yeah, parent, I get, that. Um, I get and that. and every birth parent is different. Some I've heard of birth parents that just love the way they did it connecting on social media. They got to be really close with the birth, with the adoptive family, get to know yeah. them a lot more. They continue to be involved on social media and maybe even in person. Okay. But I think there is beauty in having a middleman because it gives them like a little leeway where they don't have it's to like space. Yeah, they don't, they can let their guard down a little bit in front of that sure. person without being like, oh, if I say no, like that's going to break your heart. And so, you know, I totally get that. And I, I absolutely support whatever they, whatever they think is best. You know, I've seen it, but go both ways. So
0: the difference between an op- open adoption and a closed yeah. adoption.
1: Yeah. So what I was describing could be really open, like down to the point birth mom lives close to them, is involved in a lot of comes to extracurricular activities or talks to adoptive parents often. Um, the adoptee never knows life without them. They're just around and they're just maybe like the fun aunt kind of thing. I know many situations like that. It can also go to the opposite end of the spectrum where closed Mm -hmm. adoption would be like no contact. Even to the point of, I think we're getting a little better about this. But I think 20, 30 years ago, it was like a, a close adoption. They're going to shred every file and you will never be able to find them. And oh. you will never, you know, like you'll never yeah, even get no birth traces. records. Yeah. No way to find them and no way to find anything about your birth, your history. Like your, even medical history, DNA, like that. you just lose <laughs> everything.
0: Okay. And
1: I think it is changing for the better in that way. And community needs a lot of reform in just. <sighs> And just the way things are done it just needs a lot of change but it's i think it's changing i can feel okay. it's changing from 30 years ago where that was the only option closed adoption was the only thing now okay. i feel like it's rare to see a closed adoption okay and if it is it's because birth mom chooses it typically yeah. so our adoption is i mean it's semi-open it is open okay. on our end and our birth family they just I mean, they can be as involved as they're comfortable with, and we would love for them. They're already talking about coming for Ed's first birthday, and, like, we live states apart. And so we just, they watch from social media, and they can be as involved or connected Mm -hmm. as they want there, and um, that's what it's like for us.
0: My curious mind has about 50 questions (laughs) just going so fast. I know.
1: I say like one thing and you're like, wait, I have a question about that. Wait, I have a question.
0: (laughs) And thank you because it is so, it's so inspiring and educational at the same time. And because we don't hear these stories the way you were sharing. Right, right, right. um, I guess my question would be, as you and Isaac went into adoption, did you ever consider that you were adopting a baby or a child and a family and potentially an extended family. That's a great the second question. part to that question is <laughs> what happens if you guys are not even on the same ethos in terms of values and family, um, right, be- belief systems. So that would make it like a really awkward at, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I totally get, I totally <laughs> hear you. Okay. So the cool, the cool thing is at the end of the day, birth mom chooses. Who parents her child? Okay. Okay. And I think that is something that gets so lost in any. There are like droves of communities who are mm-hmm. like anti-adoption. They think that adoptive couples are stealing babies, like oh. all kinds of craziness. Okay, like you're yes. just taking. And there are scenarios where maybe that was the case, and but I would say for the most part, the people I know, yes, first in your mom circle, chose them chose that family specifically thought long and hard and had a a, like absolutely like i can't even explain the Mm -hmm. scenario or situation they were in right like just such a huge decision and they chose that family and so it honestly like just oh it just makes me so angry whenever i hear people like talking like that yes because it discounts their decision and the thought and love that went into, like, I know that I cannot parent right now, or I'm not in a good place, or I wouldn't be best for this child. And out of love, I am choosing these specific people because I think they have A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. That that they can give them right. To give
0: the most, to give yes. the best to yes. the child. Okay. And so
1: what you're saying is, I don't think many times like they would choose a family who didn't line up with what they agree with. Right. Like, oh, you're okay. going to see it yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Whether you use social media, you can look around. And I mean, there's a lot of families that use social media or you're in an agency. You're going to get like book booklets of people. Oh, They're going to show I you see. many people. Right. And if you're like, no, these aren't them. You're like none of these are them, then they would likely give you more.
0: Okay. So with okay. our
1: birth mom, she saw seven people they would have given her more but they don't like to overwhelm them so they saw seven booklets and like she said that we were the most like her family and we would give ev our son the life closest to what they would give them and it's been so cool to kind of see that come to life because that was just simple like at the time when we heard that it was like she chose us and this is why Um, We were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. But as we've gotten to know them and like spend time with them, and even just as I share things on social media, they'll be like, oh yeah, so and so does this, or you know, oh, this looks like what so and so does in their family. So good. Uh, So we've gotten to see that develop and see how many similarities we truly have to Uh, their birth family. And it was just like, this is totally meant to be. And I think. I think that's probably how it is many times in the best case scenarios, especially that's all you can hope for is like, it's Mm. just an extension of your family Okay. because day one, I probably did not think at all about that. I maybe a little bit because I had some influence from adoptive couples as our friends and people we knew that had adopted before and had some relationship with the, with the birth families. But I definitely don't think that's your first thought. You're definitely just like. We're going to have a child, Isaac, baby, yeah, yeah. which is very, very expected. (laughs) Yes. And and now it's just like it's just an extension of our family tree. We gain family just like they, you know, that is so
0: beautiful. And that answers my so thankful. That answers my question about the awkward auntie, because you think, well, no, well, it shouldn't be that way if it's matched yeah, Yeah. and that's why it's probably why the process takes so long. Right. So from the first disruption with that baby girl until Mm -hmm. the time that you were able to welcome Evan to your family, right? how long was that? How long did it take? Yeah. We announced our adoption journey, May
1: of 2021, 2020. (laughs) we lose a year we've lost a few years (laughs) it's okay totally there's like so yeah we went to australia january 2020 right before pandemic and craziness lucky and i know we like squeezed in (laughs) and then um may 2020 we announced we were starting the adoption process so we walked a couple months doing the social media thing and that baby girl and that mom we matched with yes we were she was born september 2021.
0: Okay. 2020, I got you. I got you. I got you.
1: It's like my mind's like, just forget that year. We're just, yeah. like, forget it. <laughs>
0: okay. Absolutely. So 2020.
1: Yeah. So then we actually had a couple other disruptions, nothing as okay. heavy as bringing as a baby in, home, but matching yeah. with a mom. And then she decided to parent or decided a different route yes. or something like that. We had, okay. I want to say two that were memorable. In yep. we many cases we ended up joining a Uh, using a consultant. And so they kind of connect with agencies all over the US and you'll see cases of expectant moms just from all over the US at different agencies or attorneys and stuff like that. And we love them. They were such a just blessing to us. And so we walked, we signed with them November, 2020 and we walked with them until June, 2021. Yes. It's actually, my husband's birthday, oh. and we were at dinner, and we it was wild. We had a conversation, and we just like totally, like I said, opened our hands. We have been like kind of holding tight and wanting mm. it to go our way, and just like,
0: come on, trying to
1: take the reins. Yes, and our way just wasn't working, so we like totally gave it to the Lord, and it was um, it was that night that we got an email, and it was Ev's birth mom, a match. Um, and it had a couple. A little bit of information I had her picture on there and the consultant was like you guys need to apply to this one this is I don't she just had a feeling and yeah so we did we also felt like totally good about it and then it was about a week later she chose us we got a FaceTime call from our consultant saying that we had been chosen (sighs) then from we moved forward and kind of like email contact and you know just talking here and there with the birth family okay and it was two months later so august 2021 Mm -hmm. um ev was born and so we got a text we had done a like facetime with them and stuff and kind of like okay what are we gonna do when it comes and they were like we'll just text you whenever she's in labor we had to drive um eight hours and so we found out she was in labor and we were like literally I (laughs) said, came home from work we packed bags it was two weeks early so we weren't like totally packed and everything so we were in the car within like an hour and a half drove eight hours it was almost 2 a.m when we got there and he was two hours old almost two hours old and they brought him into our room so
0: we've been with him ever since and so it's it's that and it's that quick for mom who's obviously she's not just thought about it on a whim she's gone through a massive process that once the baby's birthed Mm -hmm they hand over and say he's the love of broken right. Isaac and yeah so that is also like I said every bit of detail with
1: the adoption plan like how it yeah. goes a to z diff- is okay it's 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 gonna vary right but it's sure. always whatever the birth mom okay. chooses okay that is all yeah. within her control like she could have had I mean i have seen birth moms that want the adoptive mom in the room when the baby's born they want them to hold yeah. them first they want them okay. to cut umbilical cord they want them you know and then i've seen where they want no contact they don't want to see the adopted family at the hospital mm-hmm. they want to yeah, have sure. the, you know or they want to have the baby in the room through the night and they they choose all of that okay um, and so in our situation she wanted him to go straight to us they had about two hours and they spent With him in the room, so his birth grandma got to love on him too, and then she actually carried him into us. Birth grandma, Um, and birth mom was—I mean, it was two a.m. and labor. Ready to sleep? She was sleeping. Yeah, she was trying to get some rest, and so birth grandma brought him into us, and we basically stared at him all night.
0: (laughs) I bet you stared at him for every single Uh, night since. Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. He is amazing.
0: Do you get to? Do the adoptive parents get to choose the name or does the birth mom, or is that decided again from the birth moms?
1: So so birth mom can choose the name on the adoption, the birth certificate, she can write it on there. And like sometimes they communicate beforehand, like, okay, this is Mm -hmm. what we are gonna name him, you know? Yeah, sure. Our scenario is really cool because we knew what we wanted for the first name. We were really like, and we had sent them Okay, here's some names we're thinking. Not sure oh, yet. You know, we wanted to meet him first. Collaborative.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. And,
1: and so we knew like first name that we really loved, and we had talked about it the eight hours on the way down there. But we wanted to meet him first. It was cool because he was born in August, and his birth mom was calling him Leo,
0: and oh, so but yes, yeah, of course,
1: yeah, yeah. She was calling him Leo, and. We just loved it. And it also means the lion. And so we were like, that is Brave, such a strong name. Courageous. So we actually use that. We use that as the middle name.
0: Oh, so, wow. Yeah.
1: So that's his middle name. And uh, yeah, so I think it can kind of vary. Like birth mom can technically choose. And then mm-hmm. later when you do the adoption decree and you go get a new birth certificate and a new social security card and all that, you could change okay. their name. But in these open adoptions, it's typically like. You collaborate like, a little bit or like you kind of,
0: you know, sure. um, so yeah, that's what worked for us. That sounds like from the minute you saw him at two hours old, yeah. not only were you in love, but you yeah. really kind of completed your family and yeah. I can see in the light in your eyes that it's just all full of love. Yeah. Has, well, it, awesome. has any of it been tricky since the birth?
1: As far as with the family, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I think
1: it's like it's it's going to be tough and this will be probably relative to most adoptions, but what is a joyful scenario for the adoptive couple is a grieving scenario for the birth family, you know, like an adoption is always going to be joy and heartbreak tied really closely together because there's always a loss, like even in the situation where. We had the baby girl and birth mom decided to parent. There was loss on our end, right?
0: Of course. And
1: so like, or there's loss on their end, like not both parties can't totally win. We are so thankful for Ed's birth family and how they have been way more considerate of us the whole process than they ever had to be. Mm. Um, and just like, we did not, I don't even know how to like put that in the words, like, fair enough, fair enough,
0: because it is something that is beyond our vocabulary, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when we, yeah, sorry, in, in tricky, I don't know that it's been tricky, but I think for the rest of our lives, we will always be kind of navigating this, like, yes, we're his parents, but you're also his first parents and you are his first family. You are a part of him. You are like, literally there's this saying or this quote she knows him in a way that I will never know him. And I know him in a way she will never know him. And we just like coexist together, you know?
0: It's yes. just wild. So adoption is really
1: cool and really
0: complex. Um, At the same time. Yes. So yeah. let's think, of, uh, we, we've spoken quite a lot about the two moms in the scenario yeah. and, and yeah. possibly we've touched on the parents, but let's talk about Ev the baby. Yeah. Because he's still so little, it's going to be impossible for you to answer these questions in terms of how what 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 is the grief and loss for him because we right. are talking about all of that stuff. Have you and Isaac have a do you have a an outline a plan about how you're going to talk to him about this the same way your parents kind of navigated that right. space for you growing up? Yeah. Well, I think in just kind of following their cue, it was never a secret.
1: It was always something I knew. And I, me and Isaac both agree in the fact that this will always be a part of it. We will always, from day one, he will know he was adopted. I say was because the adoption of language is like a whole different, it's like a whole different language, but saying he was adopted, it's because he was adopted. It was an action, right? But to just to call him adopted is a label, right? And like, he is our son and he is just so many other things other than like, An adopted kid, you know? So he was adopted and he will always know he was adopted at birth. He will always know the love his birth family has for him and has for him in that decision. It will just be something that we talk about. Like I talk about on my social media so freely, he will never, it will never be have to have to be something where we sit him down and say, Hey, okay. So like you were adopted at, at birth. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have a birth family and all these things, they will just be he will know. Um, that's his life. Yes, and okay. that's what my parents did for me, and I'm grateful because I there's not one day in my life that I can pinpoint where they like sat me down and told me, you know,
0: that this may not, moment. This,
1: yeah, right. And like, obviously, there are serious conversations that we had, and there will be serious conversations that we have with Evan, like explaining. But I just want it to be like an open conversation for him. I don't want him to be able to ask anything at any time. Okay. And if we don't have the answer, I will find the answer. You know, like we're very thankful that we have some, we have a lot of people in his birth family, even like his birth grandparents are amazing. We have people in our story that we're able to go to for those, to, to help answer some of those questions if I don't know the answer. Um, yes. So i'm really grateful he has that because a lot of adoptees don't have that place to go okay um but i mean if it's not related to them i will like do my darndest to find <laughs> an answer you know um, I do. just advocate for him and be there for him as he works through that we're talking you know 10 16 20 years down the road when he has hard questions like I kind of expect him to have hard questions. And yeah. like I
0: said, it's super complex. I just was thinking, yeah. you know, like we have seen movies. There have been yeah. particular movies that have said, well, right. and then the, ch- the child comes to you and says, I want to meet that birth yeah. mum." Right. And then you're going, okay, Like it seems like you, yes. you guys have a, a very different path in terms of that would be totally fine because that right. you are for the child and the birth yeah. Mom. Yeah. Um In our story
1: that won't be as complex as some stories. Some stories, yes. it's like if it's not safe or doable or possible, reciprocated, like, yes, yes, reciprocated, that is hard. And mm. that is just, I mean, and we, Eve will probably not be the last child we adopt. And okay. so, I mean, who knows, you know, who knows what we face down the road. And I have, I have friends that have walked really hard journeys with birth families and
0: it's fine. Okay. It's okay.
1: It's hard and it's heavy and it's just something that you just take. I think day by day. At the end of the day, like you just do your best and you you just love them and that's all you can do. You know, like be their support, be their advocate, be their person. You know.
0: Yes, yes. I love all of that. So good. (laughs) So choosing to share the story on social media is probably yeah. one of the final aspects I want to cover because I mm-hmm. think that's really important too. That's how I found yes. you. I was, yes. I think I watched one of your reels when you were in the car and you were I talking and I was like, this mom is so brave. I need I to it. talk to her. And That's kind of like when we connected, uh-huh. but I'm just thinking choosing to be out in the media any social media. We are open for a slathering of judgment and meanness. And I'm sure you're laughing because I'm, I'm, pretty, laughing, sure, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm pretty sure that you have copped your fair share. What has been the hardest thing um, about that? And I guess my next question would be how to guide us and educate us on the yeah. things to ask you or to ask an adoptive family or not. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like I love there are some that. certain things. Like mm. I, I, I'll give you an example of what I mean. I have uh-huh. a very dear friend, and I'm pretty sure um, the question asked, well, "Well, what's wrong with the birth mother?" That yeah. really judgment, horrible thing. And if that's one of them, share it with us because I want. Yeah. If we don't know how to yes. do better, we can't. So yeah. Tell us I what... love that. Okay. When we know better, we do better.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah. So with, with social media, like you said, you open yourself up to just like people everything that are complete strangers who have, you know, all different ways of life and all different thoughts and opinions. And they're mm. able to comment on your life in a two second, you know, message from behind a screen. So people say crazy things or also just they're just really curious. And I think okay. adoption makes people very curious and curiosity is not wrong, but I think people need to examine their hearts and like, why are you curious? Because I've heard questions where, like our conversation, you're curious, but this is so good and engaging and your heart is in a good place, right? Yes, When yes. When there is curiosity and really just people are like, well, was the birth mom on drugs? Is he a yeah. drug baby? I mean, I've heard the craziest, things and it's like your heart is not in the right place yes you are just curious about the drama and like you want to know the drama and like the bad you know and and i don't think they stop for one second and realize on the other side of that question okay there's a family
0: a human a human
1: yeah and there's a baby who doesn't deserve any of that you know, Correct. he didn't ask for any of this. He didn't ask to be adopted. He didn't ask to be placed for adoption. He didn't ask for any of it. But it's just sometimes, and it just, this is where we are. Life is hard. Situations are hard. And people made decisions. And he, at the end of the day, is the one that we're all trying to protect, you know? So, yes. Yes. Uh, so my husband is speaking
0: <gasps> by <laughs> bring him in i want to say hi she says she wants to say hi to you <laughs> um so i think it's important dads matter too right parents matter it's amazing hi isaac hi. <laughs> how, <laughs> how are, are you, are you? <laughs> it's really nice to meet you. we've never done this on an interview before just like just come in on a whim Awesome. <laughs> can I just say I'm pretty sure you're going to listen back to this but you are awesome oh you you are both you are both amazing and awesome human beings and we are so lucky to have people like you in this world
1: well that's very kind of you
0: yeah so so true yeah he he will definitely listen back to it yeah I will yeah all right we'll let you do what you need to do and we'll finish what we need to do
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) see you (sighs) okay so
0: no, you're good. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, that's what, that's what I would love for you to pick up on is just that, yeah. how do we make it? Right. You okay, know. so I think, I, I mean,
1: I've had people ask every type of question, but okay. it always comes down to what is their intention? You know, what is their heart? And that mm-hmm. is what, if you are like, just trying to learn so that you can be better. And I've had people even say like, what? how do I talk about this? Or what do I say? Okay. You know, am I saying that? Right. And With I just my think, own
0: kids, like, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm thinking once Ev goes to school and yes. if he was in the same kindy as my right. child, yeah. I would want to educate my daughter to yes. know. I, I don't even know if right and wrong is the right thing, but, but yeah, like how just to, the way I to mean, approach it. That's not language, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think, I
1: think it always comes down to the intention because if you're trying to learn, I am The first one to line up to teach and share and tell you everything because that is like my goal. I just want to help people that are willing to learn. I had a girl comment this week on one of my posts where I just shared, um, I shared some stuff about adoption and she was just like, you have, you opening up has taught me like adoption is not so cut and dry and it's not always me just thinking, oh, she just gave up her baby and like- that is my number one goal in talking about adoption is just that people realize it is not cut and dry it is Mm. not always a mom was on drugs and she just gave up her baby because she did not care you know like (laughs) that is that is the picture that people paint you know and i'm like
0: oh look at me i can't i can't wait to do you you know what i think when someone asks that because that's Mm -hmm. what's portrayed in the movies Mm -hmm. my answer to that is so freaking what, yeah. so what if a woman yeah. has been addicted yeah. to drugs for yes. whatever reason, decided to, that this baby had better care somewhere else? So what if she was? Yes. Yeah. Who cares? Like, what does that mean for the story? Yeah. Nothing. All it yes. does is allow you to judge on them and yes. shame on that. you, shame on
1: it. you. I love it. And, and you, to are, almost...
0: you are preaching. You are. I love it. <laughs> and almost justifies yeah. adoption in general, which puts that stigma back right back right. on it, that it's not a right. good thing. You are showing us yeah. that adoption can be an amazing thing and shouldn't yeah. have that stigma yeah. of, or well, something must have gone wrong.
1: Yes. And it's like, I mean, I just want to be, like, if you could meet Ev's birth mom. oh. <laughs> my word yeah oh, like it's just she's just so oh, I just we al- we adore her obviously like yeah. we have the biggest gift in the whole world because of her and her yes. decision and she was just not in a place to parent for her own reasoning you know what I mean yeah. at the end of the day because who, like, who cares what that reasoning was right but if yeah. she chose that this was best for her family and her Mm -hmm. and she chose us to parent Ed, that is well within her right right and so Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i think what you said is perfect is just that if they're asking for that reason it's because they are looking for they're just looking to judge and people need to take a second and put themselves um realize that they can't put themselves in those shoes they will never know what it was like to make a decision like that and why that person had to make that decision and yes. I honestly have never heard two adoption stories the same, like okay. ever. I mean, I have many friends that have adopted and have heard many of their birth mom's stories never two the same. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like similar ish, some
0: of them, but they're also like so it. Like yeah. They're exactly. Like so different. two birth moms who have cesarean, yes. Yes. two birth moms who have vaginal yes. birth, we are. And that's, that's the hard thing. I think that motherhood judgment and that's this is exactly what we're all about at brave mama is being brave to remove the stigma to remove the judgment within Mm -hmm. ourselves a lot of the time we do it and we don't even realize we're doing it exactly until someone puts a mirror up and says hey that's actually not okay right so tell us what is some of the things that are not okay to be and i know you've talked about from the intention but is there anything that you think just (laughs) Don't ask adoptive parents that
1: I think if you were asking about like, if I was just to tag a stranger on the street, you know, ask me some questions. It's like, if the subject is Ev, it's my job to protect him and Mm -hmm. his story. And a lot of the details of it are his story or his birth mom's story. Like, yes, we're involved. But if it was like, if it's their thing to tell then it's just not my place. And a lot of times I'll be like, that's his story. And he gets to decide if he wants to share that when he's yes. older, you know, sure. and that's like, and a lot of that would be like the reasoning behind it or, you know, just the situation or, yeah, I mean, probably some of it is things that maybe his birth mom hasn't even processed or grieved yet. So why am I in a place to share it? You know, why yeah. am I in a place to share where she was at? I think that's just a safe thing talking to adoptive moms for a second is you can always act opt out of Mm -hmm. a question that you just don't feel like is your place in just saying like that's his story and i'm going to protect that for now and i hope you understand but i'm just not going to share that part because that's his story or that's his birth mom's story and yes and and listeners like that are not connected to adoption and like the ones you're saying just how do we speak about it how do we be better i think yes. it would just be in in understanding like adoption is complex and you're not going to get a cut and dry answer for everything you know some of it's just a lot and always if you are asking something always just give an out like you totally don't have to answer this or okay you know, like if that's too complicated if that's too deep or if that's too personal i totally understand i feel like that just you know it's like it's it just eliminates the elephant in the room of like <laughs> they feel like I have to answer, you know, because like, yeah, it takes a little minute to grow your backbone enough to be like, of course, no, I'm not going to answer that, you know. Uh, we're just a lot of people are conditioned to like when someone asks you a question, you just have to answer it, even though if you don't really want to and you feel awkward, you know, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and so all it, the time. give an adopted family an out, but like always, let them know, like I'm just trying to learn. I just want to yeah. learn so I can be better. If it's anything having to do with your questioning, like I think if you say that. It will just let their walls down and they will be like you know what let me share a little bit to give you like kind of some you know um yes and that is gold that is so much gold (laughs) i love it uh thank you and i think just questions common questions that have been asked are just why did she give her baby up right Mm. and were there drugs involved i mean this is something that i hear a lot of other people a lot of other adoptive moms have heard too Is he a drug baby? Things like that. It's just like, just don't refer to any baby as a drug baby. Like, because they did not do drugs. The baby did not do drugs. (laughs) The baby did not choose drugs. They were never, you know, they were never involved in the decision making. So it's just not fair to put the label on them, you know? Yes. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And there's also a lot of assumptions with assuming any adoptive couple automatically this was plan B because they couldn't birth a child. And uh, yeah. I personally have friends who can birth children or they don't know if they can't, you know, they haven't tried, but their yes. first their first choice, choice was to adopt. Yes. And so I think just being a little bit more open-minded instead of just making these assumptions, like you said, the whole yeah. stigma thing, just breaking down yeah. the stigmas, not every family that has adopted is infertile and not every family that's infertile yes. should adopt, right? Exactly. It's
0: just, like, it's just not always... <laughs> Yeah. And I love that. My God, you have taught us so much. I have, I myself, I'm like, wow, I know where I feel like I have a much better direction. Even when you just meet a mum in a park. Yeah. If they were to share that story with you, what to do next is amazing. You know, what I love the most is that you say, oh, it's almost like you're asking permission to ask a question. Do you mind if ask a question about this? And then straight away they can say, no, I just, I just want to play. Yeah, maybe, in, maybe another time or never. And then you're like, yeah. okay, I respect that. Yes. yes. Then you just play. So yeah. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. I actually uh, will continue watching Ev's journey and your, all yeah. of your journey to grow yeah. because he's so I adorable. It. My gosh, yes. eight, eight so months, sweet. you guys are kind of probably in the thick of it with these, I'm guessing teething. He's teething <laughs> and
1: sleep <laughs> regressions and le- trying to learn
0: 50 things at one time and you know, doesn't yes. quite have the capabilities, but he's super busy. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you both. And so yeah. we would love to continue to follow your journey. So yeah. where could people find you if they are interested yeah. in checking it out?
1: Yeah. So I typically spend most of my time on my Instagram page. So that is at Hello Brooklyn, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-N. And that is just a nickname. My name is actually just Brooke, but Hello Brooklyn <laughs> on Instagram. and. I love sharing him and his pictures and I honestly think most of my followers just come there to see little bits of Ev in their day so I'm like that's fine by me that's what I would come for too.
0: Beautiful. Well, next time yeah. you are heading towards Australia and Sydney we absolutely yes. have to meet. I want to meet you both and this beautiful boy and absolutely. maybe even one day another addition to your family. Yeah, Who knows.
1: Yeah. Well I'm so glad we connected thank you so much for having me on here.
0: Beautiful thank you so many amazing takeaways from today's conversation can i just say that i feel eternally blessed and privileged to be able to sit down with mamas just like brooke and hear her journey hear her story hear ev's story hear her husband's story and how important it is that we the people in the outer circle are able to respect and support families going through a process like adoption i hope this episode has been really helpful for you If you in particular have not been through adoption and are not looking like potentially this could be a process for you, I bet you somewhere along the way, somewhere along your path, you will cross someone who will need to hear this. I'm going to ask you to share it with them because I think, as we know here on Brave Mama, when we know better, we can do better. And all the families and people that we spoke about today deserve that. Now, here at Brave Mama, we always come from the angle where we want you, the listener, to be able to see yourself in the stories that we tell and share so that you don't feel alone. If you believe that we have missed a particular journey to motherhood or a particular issue around women's pelvic health, please reach out to us. Let us know. We are learning too. And if there's something you want us to cover, just email stephanie at bravemama.com dot com. I open it personally and I will respond personally to any of your requests. I look forward to hearing from you. Just a quick message from our sponsors this week. I want you to know that you don't have to feel alone on this journey. Poor bladder and bowel control may be better managed or even curved with the right type of treatment. If you do nothing, it could get worse. So if you want, call the National Continence Helpline on one 800 double zero double six and speak directly to a nurse continent specialist the information is confidential and it's free they're open from monday to friday from 8 a.m until 8 p.m so until next week bye for now